welcome to the Human Being Human. This is the Human Being Human Podcast. 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 Welcome to the Human Being Humid Podcast. I'm your host and creator, Carrington Cooper. Thanks for joining me for the next installment of the podcast series. In this season, we're going to change pace and switch up formats, although my home state of Nebraska will remain the focal point. After taking a deep dive into the history of the Cornhusker State last season, We're now going to listen in on some conversations and discussions I've had with my fellow human beings and fellow Nebraskans. Thanks again for lending us your ears for this podcast series. It's always greatly appreciated. In today's episode, I sat down and chatted with one of my good friends, Ben Baker. I've known Ben since 2009, when we were first introduced to each other via a family friend. Ben is a graduate of NECC's audio engineering program, which is how I first learned about the school. In this episode, Ben and I talked about playing in our band together, called Sweetness, living and recording in the North Bottoms of Lincoln, Nebraska, and even the possibility of Bigfoot existing. I hope listeners enjoy our conversation, because we had a great time engineering it. Thanks again for listening to the Human Being Human podcast. Without further delay, part one of my conversation with Ben Baker. Introducing yourself and just some basic fundamentals, who you are, where you graduated high school, college, all that good stuff. And what are you currently doing right now? Who the heck are you? Yeah, so my name is Ben Baker. I am, I would say, a a musician. I'm a music producer. I also produce podcasts and working on videos and and I'm dabble with writing and hope to write a little more in the future but that's kind of who I am. I was born in Norfolk, Nebraska. So Nebraska native and I went to, you know, school, I went through grade school there and went to college at Northeast Community College. My mother worked there and I was always into music. I got into music at a really young age. And I realized that there's one of the greatest 
Well, I would say the greatest recording school in Nebraska, but, you know, debatably one of the best in the country, you know, and I know you went there. So, so the, the, the instructors were just awesome. And then I also did a little bit of music business. When I did music business, I got into the business side of everything. And, and that got me interested in pursuing more business things. And I went to college at UNL. So I was a Husker, UNL Business Administration, and graduated there. From there, <laughs> a lot of music, did some touring, and went through a lot emotional stuff, um, relational stuff, all that kind of stuff, and ended up in Minnesota, where I met a ton of people, ton of great people, musicians, and, and a whole community up there, and lived there for a while in Minneapolis, outside of Minneapolis, gained some of my best friends and some of my greatest collaborators, and eventually moved back to <laughs> Norfolk. Worked at a, this This is way too long, but uh, worked at an art center for a while. <laughs> Started uh, open mic in Norfolk, kind of tried to revive the music scene a little bit in Norfolk. And then I found a love of my life and she lived in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And I always wanted to live in Omaha. So I moved up here and been producing music and, and, working alongside one of my best friends, building a podcast company. That is excellent. Well, you, you touched on a lot of things on why I wanted to bring you on the podcast. Like you mentioned, you were a graduate of Northeast Community College, which is kind of our initial connection of how I came to know you. And you were the reason that I ended up going to Northeast Community College. And so Fast forward 10 years later, since I've been in school, here we are. And so I guess in, in some ways, I definitely have to, to, to thank you for introducing me to that world. And I don't think I would have ever even known about uh, the program up in Norfolk without the connection that uh, that we made. And so uh, the, we have some history there that I think is is pretty, pretty cool and pretty serendipitous. You never know, you know who you meet and how it weaves uh, uh, your life story. So... And before I went to Norfolk Community College, you and I played in a band together as well. Ben and me here are our old band buddies as well, and so I've always appreciated everything that you've done musically. I've definitely, I've kind of watched, uh, watched you from afar, and uh, I really appreciated the time that we spent together playing music, and we did one show together, which was great, that I definitely want to talk about a little bit. Yeah, overall, you are... One of the people that make up the bedstone of who I am, <laughs> as uh, maybe cliche and strange as that sounds. But yeah, I appreciate the connection that we had, and that's why I'm a NECC alumnist. Wow. Yeah, I I did realize. Well, I didn't realize that I was the one of the reasons. I guess I do remember talking to you about NECC before you came, and I'm glad you came because. I mean, it's one of the, it's like a diamond in the rough, I would say, you know, and the people that's, that's the big thing too, is like the people there, like not only the, the teachers, but the, the students and all that. But I remember we made a connection through, well, one of my mom's best friends. I think it's one of your mom's best friends too, Joan. 
she was an awesome inspiration in, in my life. I don't even know what to say, what to say about her. I mean, she's recently passed, so it's, it's, it's tough. I do believe it, it, was, it was very serendipitous, and it was, it was awesome because there's, there's these certain people that do these connections, and, and Joan knew right away that we were connected in, in a way and, and brought us together, and that, that was awesome. And, and I, I also commend you, too, because you were always one of the, I mean, you're definitely one of the best drummers I've ever played with. And you, it was you always like had that pocket, and it was grooving, and you made everything like rock. And I just love that. I love that. You know, like we even if we like played blues or whatever, anything, it would just it would rock. And and I have listened to you, you know, listened to some of your other projects, and I really like you know always solid, always solid. And I'm just like, oh, you got that tight. That oh man, I love. It. I I miss. I miss it. <laughs> I miss it, man. I miss miss jamming with you. Well, I appreciate that very, very much. The band that Ben and I played together was called Sweetness, and it was a, I guess you would say a reggae-influenced band, and I was not a reggae-influenced drummer at the time by any means. I had my big John Bonham drum set that uh, was just booming the heck out of out of it. Like you said, rocking the place, and... and uh, if you know the song uh, Do You Maker by uh, Led Zeppelin, it definitely had that vibe, you know, that very booming drums meets meets reggae, and and we pulled it off for sure. When I listened back on, on the recordings, it's like, yeah, that definitely worked, and uh, I'm glad that we recorded. The band that we played in together was the first band that we recorded our practices. You know, what a novel concept. You know, before that, all my band projects were were garage band sort of things and you know like you said you introduced me to the world of recording and and uh studio work and so just being in a band that records their practices was like wow this is this is a whole new world you know obviously i knew about it but you you were putting it into practice and that you know that was cool you know and fast forward a couple of years later and got my degree in audio so <laughs> that's how it works that's awesome. I do remember that kick drum, and I am a huge Led Zeppelin fan. I always like, like Led Zeppelin's in my top five, always and forever, you know. And I think that's what really, <laughs> really connected us or bonded us when we played, because, because even though we did play that that rock reggae stuff, we, you know, I was heavily influenced by classic rock and and the blues and and that kind of stuff that Led Zeppelin is known for. So. And you did, you brought that, you brought that. And that's what, that's why it was so much fun. We ended up playing one show together, which would have been a basement show in the North Bottoms on the solstice, I believe. It would have been December 21st, uh, 2009. And that's one of the only like basement shows that I've ever gotten to play. And there's something authentic about that, you know, versus a venue or uh, uh, official, I guess. There's something authentic about a basement show and the smoky haze and the, you know everything that goes along with it and that's one of my special memories i have of of shows that i don't have done over the years and it's always fun practicing with a group of new friends and as it kind of works up towards that gig and then you play that first gig together and that's just one of those things that gets seared in your brain for the rest of your life i'm wondering was that 
because we lived in the North Bottoms. I lived in the North Bottoms with some of my friends. One of my friends actually lives in Kansas City too. Now, um, Kenny, Kenny, he was one of my roommates. And so I'm, I'm sure, you know, he was the, he's playing bass. Yes, he was. Yep. I, I, you cannot forget Kenny, Kenny. He's, he's a lawyer now and his name's Ken. So it's awesome. He's, he's such a great dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually around you. So you need any help? You know? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not. Right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But you got one in your corner. Do you remember? Was that at our place, or was it a house party that we threw, or was it a local, like a another someone else's? It was at your house, uh, the same house that we practiced at uh, in the North Bottoms, the one there on the on the corner. <laughs> I do, I do remember it. It's just like that time of my life was very hazy and you know there's <laughs> we had fun we had fun yes it was a hazy basement that night yes absolutely and then uh, i ended up moving back to ord that summer and i i formed another band the bandana brothers the two brothers have been in the on the podcast as well one of them i ended up going to to school with in norfolk as well cameron mcalpine Yes. Yeah, I definitely remember Cameron and actually listened to so the podcast you had with Cameron. That was really good. And then was it Alexander? Is that the is that Yeah, that is his brother. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And was that the other one that was in the band? Yes, correct. Yep. Those were the two the two band banana brothers. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. All right. All right. That makes sense. Cause I, I remember the banana brothers, but I remember like the look and I remember you guys like playing and I remember the music, but I didn't meet the brothers at that moment in time, I, I definitely met Cameron later or maybe earlier, probably earlier because of the audio, because he went to audio too. He went to school for audio too, right? With you. Yep. Yep. So we were all a part of that world one way or another. And I know that, uh, like I said, it was a long time ago. And so everything kind of swirls around at this point, which is kind of makes it fun that it's kind of this, this lost world <laughs> that no one quite quiet remembers that's become mythology by now yeah my 20s like like yeah the 20s my 20s were wild like or that my early 20s that was uh, a wild time the band sweetness was the first north bottoms bass band that i uh played in and i got a chance to play in one other band that was based out of the the north bottoms neighborhood of lincoln and there's something just kind of i probably mentioned it already authentic about just that area of Lincoln. It seems like you're in the the zeitgeist of what's going on in, in that world. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it's uh it was just cool being in that that atmosphere. I don't know how to describe it or what it was, but there's something about playing in that sort of neighborhood versus, you know, <laughs> your grandma's basement. <laughs> so I definitely agree with you. We had you know, a lot, a lot of parties, a lot of fun times there. And we even, or I even recorded a song called North Bottom Bombs, too. And, and it's just so that's kind of like <laughs> my little salut to <laughs> the person I was back then, you know. So, but that was, that definitely cap, capsulates the sound of that moment, how we sounded with you, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, really 
really cool memories. Uh, you know, for, for people unfamiliar with the North Bottom neighborhoods of, of Lincoln, they're kind of in the shadow of Memorial Stadium. And so, you know, you go out for a smoke break and you just look up the street and there, you know, there's living history for, you know, for, for those of us who are very into the Huskers, you know, being, being right there and, you know, right in the, the thick of it is just, it's what being a Nebraskan is all about. That's right. That's right. Like there's always, that was, it's such an interesting neighborhood. Because, like you said, it is in the Shadow Memorial Stadium. It's the closest neighborhood that's to the stadium. It's just like a walking bridge over. I know you talk a lot about the Huskers and on the, on your podcast. And definitely one of the memories that I have with the Huskers, or a lot of the memories that I have with the Huskers, being you know, a part of that community there. Every single Saturday morning, the whole community would be kind of be kind of shut down in a way where there would be it would just be constant madness like tons of people just walking like it was just like like almost like mardi gras you know what i mean like mardi gras where it's like everyone's walking around that was our neighborhood you know we would park everyone in our neighborhood would park vehicles on their lawn so we you know for their friends or we actually even charged people to park on our lawns and we'd throw our little parties, you know, our little whatever keg in, in the house. And, and then, you know, people would come and party and our friends would park in the lawn. And we actually, I remember this one, one time it was kind of a fun story. We were playing Colorado. So Colorado, you know, in Nebraska, Colorado is kind of like, we got some beef a little bit. I mean, I love Colorado. Everyone in Nebraska loves Colorado, but when you talk about like CU, the Buffaloes, like that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's our, it's our rival. <laughs> and so I remember that one of the days we we're parking people in our, in our backyard and we made a sign and it said like, you know, Huskers, $10, Colorado, or like Buffaloes, $20. I remember like, like we, you know, we were just doing it for fun. People be like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's funny." And then um, I remember holding the sign, and then like, boom! Like this big old Escalade, like big old Escalade, big old black Escalade, like comes up, just, just drives, you know, drives in, parks our vehicle, and I'm just holding the sign. It says, "Had Colorado plates." Is like a bigger guy. I just hold the sign. I'm like twenty dollars, <laughs> and he paid it. But he had a big vehicle, so I, I feel a little justified there. <laughs> So that's a great segue. Uh, speaking of uh, Husker football, you know, I couldn't remember if you were a, a Husker fan or not. You know, I don't like to assume everybody is just from because they're from Nebraska or has ties to Nebraska. And so, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your fandom? Are you a one of those ten out of ten go nuts, not missing the game on any Saturday, no matter what, or or casual, or or uh, you know, could care less. Well, I'm rocking a Husker shirt right now. I want to think that I'm, uh, I want to play like I'm not, but I went to UNL. It's like a part of my DNA. So it's more like, I so like that when the games are on, the state kind of closes down, you know? And <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing, especially like working in retail in Lincoln, Nebraska. It's really funny. So I worked at Guitar Center for a while, so it was absolutely dead on Husker game days 
but it's a part of my DNA. I would say, you know, I, I kind of play like I'm not a big fan. You know, I'd probably play like I'm like a one or two, and but I'm probably more like a, <laughs> I don't know, like seven or eight, probably. I'm not like too crazy into all of the stats and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I used to be really big into football when I was in middle school and then I got hurt. So I was a really like super into football, super into the Huskers. I remember growing up, like watching the game every single Saturday. It was, it's just almost, it's just built into my brain, but it's or ingrained in my <laughs> brain. But it's just so funny because it's part of our culture. Like my dad would be we'd be watching the tv when my dad like had bluetooth headphones like before bluetooth headphones were even a thing you know he'd be rocking around with his headset listen to like the radio but then like the game is blaring with the you know the sound of the, the you know the tv commentators and so he had both and it was just pacing around he's not like that anymore he's he's calmed down you know but uh that was how i how i was raised you know and I was super into football. I was like a fullback, uh, seven, eighth grade. And I mean, I, I would like to think that I was all right at that time. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a bigger guy. So I, I made, you know, some decent plays, but I got hurt with my, my elbow. And at that point it was kind of like, I, I made a switch. I just made a switch from being a real football sports guy to a musician. And it was kind of like, I, I took my Xbox that was modded out, had all the games on it. I don't know if you know about those, like my, like back in the day, you know, you used to do that, like modded out at like N64 games. I took that, I sold it to someone to get a loop pedal for my guitar. And then that was, that was like my way of like signing it off to the, the devil or whatever. And I just like concentrated on music and that was it, you know, it was like, right, well, I can't put my full energy into sports. Gotta go to music. So so since then, it's it's kind of gone down, but I was definitely, you know, 9, 10 and got down a little bit and then lived in the bottoms and just like by the spirit around you is just like, you know, you're part of it. When you mentioned your dad wearing the, the headphones, that's how I knew I was ready to be a dad because I do the same thing on, on Saturdays. I have one one ear earbud in that way I can still keep what's going on around me all right but uh i keep the one in for the uh the home the home announcers and then keep it keep it on the uh tv so that's how i that's how i know i'm i'm meant for fatherhood and interestingly enough your brief football career uh in high school kind of mimics my own uh, i was a fullback in junior high 7th and 8th grade as well it was pretty decent i was we were both probably bigger kids for our, our class size, so we could kind of, you know, be the big bruisers. And then I didn't hurt my elbow, but I got heat stroke the first day of freshman football practice, uh, two a days. And I was just like, nope, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> and uh, I still did sports throughout high school, but that's definitely where I kind of chose a lane as well, that I wasn't going to completely focus on football or athletics in general. Not that I ever was going to, but heat stroke is a good way to say, <laughs> yep, maybe that's not for you. I feel that. I feel that. It's just not worth the, worth, worth the ch chancing it, you know? When I ask on the scale of one to 10, how big are you into Nebraska football? I think we're all emotionally 
by being Nebraskans at an eight, like you said, just by default. Whether you're into all the, the stats and the players and the names and the, you know, that can be a one, a zero even, but it's very difficult to just completely ignore where you live. You know, I live in Kansas City right now, and so if I were in my early 20s or younger, I would definitely be a Chiefs fan without a doubt. You know, now I'm just, I'm too old to be emotionally invested in it. You know, I like my neighborhood because it's really happy when the Chiefs win because there's Chiefs flags everywhere and and you can tell it's a party. You know, it's a football town, but I'll never be completely in that world because I'm not from here. You know, this is not my, not my culture. And so just interesting how that, you know, that all works, uh, sports and who you are and how you where you live and how that that molds you into who you become it's a you know the question nature versus nurture all that you know philosophical stuff so did you go to any games when you were young or what was the first game you attended uh, if you attended any and maybe you've attended so many you can't even you know keep track of them <laughs> well I, I know i actually like that's that's kind of wild because like i i listened to some of your podcasts and, and you get you guys were talking about the past games and i'm just like it's like i know i've been to a couple but i really need to go back and, and you know ask my parents see if they even remember because i think i was just maybe a little bit but it could be my you know my 20s kind of messed everything up but <laughs> you know i i don't know like i i i know that i've been to a couple i remember them things that i remember about them weren't specifically I think I was at that point where it wasn't specifically football like I loved the Huskers but you know I, I was a little chubby kid so I loved hot dogs even more so like <laughs> the Fairberries you know what I mean the the hot dog man shooting the hot dogs and all that stuff that's kind of what I remember the environment but uh, the actual teams I, I can't remember and I know it's it's been a couple I know it was a couple of them though so I definitely have been haven't I never actually went I wanted to go when I was actually in school at UNL but I didn't get around to it I think you know all the extracurriculars <laughs> when you live in the north bottoms it's almost just as good I mean there's nothing like going to a game but there's also it's a little bit of apples and oranges where there's uh, there's nothing like being in the, the surrounding neighborhoods on game day too and so it's almost like you go to every game every Saturday when you live in that proximity, especially those 11 o'clock game days. Your, your day starting pretty early and it's going, it's going pretty late into the night. You know, the pre-party and the post-party, we, we hosted both of them. So, you know, it was awesome. A lot of fun there. There you have it, folks. Part one of my conversation with my good friend, Ben Baker. If you enjoyed listening, I welcome you to try out part two. Thanks once again for listening to the Human Being Human podcast. I'm your host and creator, Carrington Cooper. Please join me for the next episode, and we'll see each other on the other side. And follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, as well as Patreon. I'll be posting links to all the references mentioned throughout this series, as well as any other stories, videos, articles, 
or other cool stuff that might be of interest. In today's episode, we heard Ben and I's former band, Sweetness. In the intro, we heard the song, North Bottom Bums, produced by Ben Baker and mastered by Cody Peck. In the outro, we'll hear the song, Toga Party, which was recorded in the North Bottom neighborhoods in 2010. Dressed in the green sheets, so many women looking so pretty and so fine me, I could be for eternity yeah. Two beers and a bottle of champagne, a bottle of wine I flew so far I was not in my As always, I greatly appreciate all of your ears and support, and we'll see each other next time.